What up, Square Circle Podcast fans and MLW fans? Thank you for tuning in to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast, where once again, I am talking about MLW Fusion Alpha that happened on November 15, 2021. If you listened to the previous episode, I explained why I am playing catch up with all the episodes that I've missed and produced for the Square Circle Podcast. So thank you for your patience and thank you for still listening and cheering me on as I try to get my confidence back and try to create new content for you guys to consume because we're all here for professional wrestling. We're all here for original content and we're all here for learning more in depth about professional wrestling because, you know, I like to break down matches and I like to let you guys know this is why the story is taking place and this is how their story can maybe improve if it needs to improve. But so far, MOW has a very nice grip on where they want stories to go and how they format their short shows of MOW Fusion and then coming up next year of January 6, 2022, it's going to be MOW Azteca series. So that's going to be really great. But I will do an episode talking about all MOW news to catch up everyone and anyone that has not really been following. Now is the time to really follow MOW. They're doing great things and they have a really good flow with their product. So this is MOW Fusion Alpha episode eight. And let's get right into it. MOW Fusion Alpha opens up with Emilio trying to interview Hammerstone and his team about their differences with Caesar Durant and the upcoming War Chamber pay-per-view that has everyone with a lot of questions. Hammerstone is taking it one step at a time and he's not going to be revealing his whole entire team just yet. And both him and Caesar Durant are definitely not on the same page. Not all the time. And you can definitely see that dynamic as you watch MOW Fusion on the YouTube channel. So Caesar Durant comes in and reminds Hammerstone that he needs one more guy to complete his team. And they tease us with that it's going to be a mystery partner. Obviously... For the sake of this review, because I'm playing catch up, we all know who that mystery partner is because we all watched it. I even watched it, but I'm not going to spoil it for those that still want to be entertained by my regular show review. We have our opening match of Los Parks versus 5150, and this is a straight up anything goes type of match where it's going to be fast paced, a lot of action, a lot of hit and runs and it's just going to be very chaotic that's what this match was it was definitely chaotic a fist fight happens homicide comes out to help 5150 supposed to be a trios match now it happens to be three on two because there are three members of 5150 and only two members of los parks and i wonder what happened to the last member hmm Papa Park, which is L.A. Park, arrives just in time with a chair. And then we get a cold red in this match to slice Bookie by Park Jr. We get a powerbomb to Park Jr. through some plywood that just happened to be underneath the ring. And they were like, yes, we're going to use it. 
LaPark comes in and hits Slice Boogie with a chair. Danny Rivera and Homicide come in to attack LaPark because numbers have the greater offense and the bigger strength when you're trying to take out LaPark. This eventually goes to a no contest rule. The referee gets hit with a slapjack that most likely Julius Smokes did, if I remember correctly. And then we have some wild ass fights happening after it becomes a no contest. You cannot contain Los Parks and 5150. Both of these guys are going to bring the fight. Both of these guys are going to make sure each other is hurt. I think the only way to settle this moving forward is to have a cage match of Los Parks versus 5150 and try to set it like that, where it's one fall to a finish. And there we go. We end that feud because the last thing you want on your hands is a straight up Hispanic fucking fight. That's the last thing you want. But it makes great entertainment for us. You know, we love it. We get it. But again, in order to completely finish this fight, Los Parks versus 5150 should definitely be in a cage match. Next, we have a 12 man battle Royal elimination tag team style of a match that originally had me confused. I thought that all 12 of these men were in this match to have like a battle royale and you have to get eliminated by getting thrown over the top rope. But no, it was team one versus team two. So I'm not really going to break down the dynamic matchup because it was way too much. It was way too chaotic and I was not going to do that. So for team one, we have the Beastmen teaming with Kevin Koo, teaming with Gino Medina, teaming with Casey Navarro, teaming with Ikuo Kwan. I apologize if I mess up your name, dude, but um, you know, you and I are cool. Teaming with King Mo to take on team two of Zenshi, Warhorse, Salvio Vega, Blue Meanie, Richard Holiday, and EJ Naduka. So again, I really thought this was a 12-man battle royale style where they had to go over the top rope. No, it was not. It was a fantastic 12-man battle tag team elimination. And the winner of that, taking the victory for Team 2, was EJ Naduka. The interesting piece about this is that EJ Naduka is definitely on Hammerstone's team and so it only solidified Hammerstone's power advantage of going into War Chamber now we come to our main event of MLW Fusion Alpha episode 8 this was the Opera Cup semifinals that saw Bobby Fish versus Davey Richards. This was a fantastic match. I was there live for this one. I was sitting at hard cam, so I remember this one. Fantastic match all around. I always say to people that I am more of a technical person that I love the technical side of professional wrestling than I do with all the flips and the gymnastics. If you could find a middle ground to have both technical and gymnastics 
as an all-around fighter, then I would definitely pay attention. But if all you're doing is flipping and flipping and flipping with no psychology, nothing to follow up with why you're doing this move so that way I can explain it to the casual fans so they could fall in love with not only your character, but also the story you're trying to tell. Like, help me tell the story of your wrestling style in the ring to casual fans to make them appreciate the art of professional wrestling more. But if all you're doing is just flipping around with nothing to hold on to for like psychology or nothing to give, I should say nothing to give to the psychology of what a wrestling match should be, then I'm going to have a hard time to try to tell fans why they should be emotionally invested a lot more than just on surface level. So this match was fantastic because Bobby Fish and David Richards are both technically sound wrestlers. And that gets me super excited. Very super excited. I hope you guys can like hear the cheesy smile I have behind this microphone. As I say that both of these guys are amazing. So we start off with some chain wrestling. That's always a given. And then a quick kick to Bobby Fish's arm to create some space between Fish and Davy Richards. Bobby Fish goes for a kick to Davy Richards, but that kick is blocked and then duck under. Then the sweep of the legs of Davy and unloaded body shots to Davy from Bobby Fish. Both of them fight to the outside. Davy comes in with a running knee to Bobby Fish. And then Davy starts working on the knee of Fish once they both get back into the ring. Both of these guys are technically sound, like I said before, so they know how to counter each other's moves. However, we get an ankle lock and then a kick and then a brain buster and a cover and a kick out. However, this all leads to Davy still working on the knee and ankle of Bobby Fish, allowing Davy Richards to get the ankle lock onto Bobby Fish and have Bobby Fish tap out. And this allows Davy Richards to win the Opera Cup semifinals and move on to the finals where he was eventually facing TJP. Now, what you didn't see at the end of this MOW episode is that TJP came out with a chair and started to beat up Davy Richards with that chair, damaging his knee, damaging his ankle, anything that will allow Davy Richards to be limping the next time they see each other for the Opera Cup finals. And so TJP can get an advantage over Davy Richards. The only reason why I know this is because I was there live at the hard camera during MOW Fightland where they were taping this to show this for episode eight. But they cut that out. That's totally fine. But that's just a little extra tidbit for people to know that that's what happened when the YouTube channel show went off the air. All right, Square Circle Podcast fans and MOW fans, that is all for my review for MOW Fusion Alpha Episode 8. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do, thank you for listening and thank you for leaving a awesome review on Spotify. That's right. If you're listening to this on the Spotify platform, Spotify has introduced star ratings and reviews. So make sure to give us a review and maybe even a star rating to let us know how we're doing. And if you really did enjoy the episode, 
You can also leave a voice message and support via anchor.fm forward square circle podcast to take your support to the next level. I am trying to reach affiliate status over on Twitch. Head over to twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows where you could definitely leave a follow and help me out with their algorithm as well. Everything is appreciated and everything is encouraged. Nothing is forced upon you to do what you don't want to do. I also have the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast for all your podcast needs. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to an episode of the square circle podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.